Magical Mamas and welcome to episode 21 of the Magical Mothering podcast. I'm Dania Foster, Elemental Energetics Therapist and nurturer of mothers who are struggling with disconnect whilst raising highly sensitive kids. Today I'm talking about creating your own seasonal rituals. If you enjoy listening to my stories and philosophies, don't forget to click subscribe so you get to up get an update on my next episode. I'd also love to invite you to join my online circle collective where I hold space for our magical mothering journey in a sacred container every full and new moon. Together we can share our stories and what's really going on in our world and you can find that on daniafoster.com circle. So Let's talk about sharing our own seasonal rituals. I've just been speaking in my last two podcasts about working out what our values are and holding our boundaries to them. Now, this is something uh, that's quite relevant as we lead up to this festive period um, around the end of December. And there was a big time in my life where I felt really disconnected from the festivities because I was in a space where my values were really wanting to align with the wheel of the year and celebrate that this is uh, not the festivities that align with Yule, with, you know, um, all of the winter traditions that are so woven into the festivities of Christmas. And I wanted to really infuse that this is summer. This is summer solstice and we are celebrating Litha, that the world is alive and we our energy is bursting with, with joy to be able to share and celebrate with everybody. And that was where it came together. That's where we were able to keep the energy of the festivities of Christmas that's very much Yule energy, well, it is Yule, and um, weave that in. So something that um, really helped me to embrace this period was bringing them both together. So what does solstice energy really bring out for me is that it's all about coming together. It's all about the gratitude for what we have. And so for me, that is, you know, taking care of our our home and inviting people into our home, into our space and sharing food that we have grown or that we've sourced locally. And, you know, we've got a lot of pride in um, being able to share this abundance with family and friends and people that we care about. So having a solstice um feast having a solstice gathering is something that's really um been something over the last few years that has cemented this energy for us and then when we talk about the the christmas festivities of the lunches and um the trees and the baking and all of those different things that come with it it's just got that energy that's aligned with your values of the um, sharing of the abundance and the gratitude that we have to be able to give. So that's the energy that I want to pass through. And it's got that solstice energy. Um, Okay. And we do activities like we do the, you know, the advent, the counting down (laughs) till, till the days that we are doing the big celebrations. And I'll share with you that this this year we've done Unwrap a Book. I got the idea from a beautiful friend of mine and she um, wraps up a book and uh, makes a Christmas advent that they unwrap a book about 
um, a Christmas book every day up until Christmas Day. And so I took that idea and we didn't have as many Christmas books. So we blended it in with solstice books. And these are just books about it being summertime, about sunflowers, about activities that you would do in the summer. So yes, we'd have some Christmas books that I'd unwrap in there as well. We'd have some books about celebrating um, these types of festivities, how they celebrate in all different parts of the world. So sourcing books that that share and um, teach us about how other cultures celebrate uh, festivities at the end of the year and how these mean to them. And it's, it's very much a, a great opportunity to open up for our children to, to get to know that everybody has different belief systems. Um, you know, not everybody believes in Santa and that's okay. And, oh, you know, some people do believe in Santa and some people don't. I'm one that has not really put a big emphasis on Santa in our house and I've let our children come to their own conclusion based on what they have seen influenced around them. And so we go with more of the, the energy of it's the magic of it. It's the story and just taking that on um, the magic of the story and it's up to them to feel into how much of that they want to embrace or you know let it slide and we just don't make a big deal about it being Santa and we don't definitely don't do that you need to be um, good or you don't get presents we try and instill that our children they're always good so it's not about putting those labels on in order to be worthy enough to receive presents. You're always loved and you're always receiving is what we're, we're sharing with that. And so it's been a bit of a, a fine line to walk over the years to get to this point of surrendering to the process of just allowing them all to overlap. There is quite a time there when I really was trying to shut down everything Christmas and ignore it all and say that that's all crazy you know we don't do that it's not it's not winter here it's not Yule we do Yule in June we do solstice litha now and was very um adamant on that but that wasn't working for me that was making me feel like I was coming from a place of lack at this time of year and that energy and so this is why I say that being aligned with your values is really the most important aspect because when we come back to what are our values around this time of year, we can still celebrate with going to see the lights. Okay, it's about the joy and it's beautiful to go out in the evening in the summer. So there are aspects of it that we can still enjoy. And by sharing the story of uh, Jesus and the, the Christian stories that, that go with Christmas is just about of our process of teaching our children about how everybody is celebrating in, in their own way around the world. And these stories come from lots of different places and there's lots of different traditions and there's great books that you can source that teach you about the different stories around the world. And by just 
by just exploring and and uh, being open to the where once again opening opportunities to be able to expand our consciousness and see that the world isn't all very small and self-centered it is you can make up your own mind about what you want to take on board for your family's rituals okay what is it the rituals that you want to include so You can build your own seasonal rituals around the aspects that bring you joy, that bring you gratitude, that share in abundance, share in being able to spend time with loved ones. This, this is something that you can build in your own way. And there's no right or wrong way on how to celebrate solstice or Christmas or Yule or whatever way you're wanting to do it. But as long as you align with your values and as long as you are really connecting with your children and listening to their values as well, this is what brings you together and connects you, is spending the time together, but not just spending the time together doing what you think is the right way. Believe me, as I said before, tried that path and it left us feeling like I left my kids feeling like they were missing out on some special things and it made me feel like I wasn't delivering as magical time or festivities as they had imagined so this is why collaborating with your family with your kids and listening to what their values and their needs are as well then you can really shape your seasonal rituals to be supportive of the family connection while still honoring what's important to you be that um, summer for example we have our tree and it's a tree that's a it's um we've tried the real trees but we got gifted a tree when my husband and I first moved into our house together back when we were 20 so a long time ago now and we've kept that tree and our decorations are even the same sort of decorations the purple baubles that we had when we very first decorated that tree all that that time ago but now it is just full of the kids craft where they have woven suns into the sticks in the wall it's um beautiful painted and glitterified seed pods that they've found in the gardens and at bush club they've, they've decorated it is little sewn decorations this year we are repurposing my old summer dresses that have worn thin and you know they've got tears in them and things and I can't wear them anymore uh, and so we're repurposing them into sewing hearts and sewing them into decorations for our tree making garlands of sunflowers making um dehydrated oranges there's so many oranges is something that is used in the winter um solstices quite regularly as well because it's a fruit and it's you dehydrate it to make it last through the winter is tradition but in the summer there is an abundance of oranges especially where we live in these sunshine states and we've got so many oranges around we can make these these orange garlands and it's a sign of sun and the summer and it works for both and so we're using that in our rituals and this is really building on that time together it's creative processes that are infusing our values with 
what's important to us and bringing us together and sharing with the people in our life that we love and want to include in in our rituals of togetherness okay so there is no right or wrong way to do this there is only the way that aligns with what you feel is going to bring you closer to what you value, what is important to you, what you want to invest your time and energy into. And that's where we, we lean back on to the last podcast episode of the boundaries is if it doesn't feel good, then change it. And it doesn't mean that you have to completely cut it out, but it's just about if it doesn't feel good, you can just alter it into what, like slow down and listen to that. Listen to that feeling of this doesn't feel right. And what part of that is not feeling right for you? What part of it is misaligned for you? Because, for example, we have our, as I was saying, our Christmas tree, we call a solstice tree. And instead of decorating it with snowflakes or snowmen or other sort of um, imagery of the Yule or winter, winter solstice or Christmas, we decorate it with sunflowers and oranges and um, brightly colored floral dress is cut out into hearts and you know beautiful gold tinsel is still there because it's it's warming and that's what the the summer solstice or lither is to us we've got fairies in the tree we've got mermaids hanging in our tree um we've got dinosaurs hanging in our tree that you know it's just about what is um the way that you want to do it so yeah um the the evergreen pine tree that we use as our Christmas tree these days was traditionally bought inside. Well, I, I, I like the story of that it was bought inside to keep the forest creatures, the elves, safe um, from the winter snow. Or perhaps it's brought inside to remind you of some source of life from this evergreen tree that doesn't drop its green leaves over the winter. Bring it inside to bring a sense of nature within but we have all of our windows open we have all of our doors open and all of the air coming in and out it's an open area because it's hot and it is um bright and we're bringing that outside in within our home so we don't need that aspect of bringing nature inside because nature is all around us and we are nature but the tree is that pillar of of life that connects us to the season and it's okay to be able to bring in some aspects of what your cultural celebrations have been, what your family have done, this nostalgia of decorating the tree as a child, all of those things. We don't need to completely give away in order to create our own seasonal rituals. We can just blend together our seasonal rituals and the things that we want to carry through with the parts that we aren't ready to give up yet. And yeah, there'll be parts that are easy to let go of and there'll be parts that you want to hold on to. You don't have to give up everything. It doesn't have to be all or nothing or all completely one way or one theme. And, that, you know, you used to get stuck in this. Or what's your color theme this year for your Christmas? And now I'm, I'm absolutely um, loving the blend of everybody's creativity coming together with our mismatch of 
um, crafts and interests and everything weaved together. That's what's important for me. And I think that that's just a beautiful way to do our festivities together. And it brings us closer. That's my goal. Okay. And through this magical mothering journey, uh, it's about unleashing all of the conditionings, the patterns that hold us down into, into practices that don't align. We're letting that go. And sometimes that comes with grief of, of letting go things. And sometimes that comes with relief of being able to live more in alignment with your favorite self of who it is that makes you feel lit up and um, thriving. And just being able to, to live in that moment of connected to yourself is going to open you up to being connected with your family okay so thank you again for joining me dania foster for this magical mothering podcast you can check out all the show notes at daniafoster.com slash blog slash episode 21 and if you would like a more intimate container to work with me on becoming this grounded guide that your child has chosen you to be you can send me an email at dania at daniafoster.com. I'd love to be your guide for your own magical mothering journey. So come visit my website, daniafoster.com. Remember the invitation stands for you to circle with me in our online magical mothering collective for new moon and full moon circles. Lots of love to you and your journey.